This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. A podcast hosted by Go Eco. Ko Anna Tuku Ingoa. My name's Anna, and I'm just uh, taking the show for the week, um, and Kelly will be back next week. Uh, so, Go Eco is a voice for the environment, a centre for learning, and a catalyst for change. Our team work across four work streams kai, biodiversity, transport, and enterprise. They intersect at climate action and honouring Tetiriti as a tau iwi organisation. If you missed last week's podcast, search for Hipuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast platform or find the podcast tab at the top of the Go Eco Waikato Facebook page. So on this week's show, uh, we've been having a kōrero at Go Eco about the Waikato uh, Regional Council and the work that they do, uh, and we're wanting to basically share with you some of that over the following month, um, just because we think that the Regional Council and the work they do is really quite awesome, uh, but we often don't realise what's happening in our communities in that space. So one of the groups that I've been involved with uh, since 2018 um, is ACA, which is the Advisory Committee Regional Environment. And this is a group that's aligned to the Regional Council in that we uh, meet there and we feed into their policy uh, documents and um, developments and we have a regional group, a group made of representatives from around the region who contribute to the corridor we have there and the submissions we make, etc. And one of those amazing people on our uh, ACRE committee is Shepard Isaac. And Shepard is here today with me in the studio. So kia ora, Shepard. Uh, kia ora, kia ora. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Um Ko tāpeo te maunga, ko rangataki te awa, ko Ngāti Manawa te iwi, ko rangatai te marae, ko Shepetako ingoa hau. Kia ora. Kia ora, Shepard. Um, awesome to have you here. Always awesome. I haven't been into the studio myself for a little while, so uh, apologies for our, our rustiness as we figure out all the buttons and the things <laughs> that happen here. But um, no, it's awesome to be back here and awesome to have you you, you here with me. Um, but yeah, so Aker, we've been talking a little bit about it as we prep for the show, um, and I guess what was what inspired you to join Aker? Um, so I'm a woodsman by trade, so I've always been out outdoors uh, with uh, pine trees. But the last uh, ten years, eleven years, I've been doing native trees, uh, gully restoration. So it's um, in part of my uh, internship with Iwi uh, Environmental Management um, is that uh, we had to do an inter- internship and I was actually looking at the tuna. So I walked 180 miles of the uh, Rangataiki River into Thornton. Gee. Doing that walk. Just wow. Just getting amongst it. Yeah. Um, okay. Observation, key roles. Uh, I knew a lot of these areas when I was a kid. A lot of the areas weren't there anymore. And they had to change the river. Uh, changing, but um, the climate within that waterway and up on the land around the farm and the agriculture area. Um, so I was really interested in finding out what the group was. Uh, I've been with the group for what 
three years, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I've uh, I've loved every moment of it. Um, I've done a few submissions along the way. Awesome submissions. Um, And uh, you know, it's just it's just putting a voice out there is what Acre is. Awesome voice, eh? To to the community Mm. and to those that are actually passionate about their environments, Mm. including if you're a farmer, um, example, and. just, just someone that wants to um, make a change. Make a change, a absolutely. For change. <laughs> yeah. To build that resilience. Relates to Goicos, exactly. That, that relates to our environment, mm. whether it's water or land. So I was quite interested and I've uh, loved every moment. Oh, that's so cool. And it's been awesome having you there because um, one of the things about Acre is that it is the people from the flax roots that are represented on that group. You know, you said before, I'm not a political person or a politician, Anna. And I'm like, well, actually, we don't need people like that on Acre. We need, actually, we need people who have got a knowledge that's grounded in the community. Um, and they can bring that voice up and into submission. So, um, yeah, so Kōrero about some of the work that you're involved with now because it's a bit big. Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll just go back to my dad when, we, when I was probably about 11 and I always see him talking to himself when he used to take me on these trips down mm. the river and I asked him and I said, Dad, you talk to yourself? And he goes, no, I'm doing karakia. Every corner, every bend we walk, we do a karakia, mm. the track. The track we're standing on sun is ancient. It goes right back to the 1700s, 1600s when the first settlements came here. Um, those tracks still live today along the Rangataki River. Uh, most of the areas have been blocked up now, as you know, all the dams have put there. So some of the Mainga Kai sites have all disappeared. They're 20 metres down in the water. Mm. Um, so that, in that respect is, is, is why I keep that held, not knowing that 20 years later, I was going to be a part of the community working in these areas that Dad worked in. Yeah. So he was, he was uh, quite strong on his on his rivers. Um, he was an Ela, and he knew all the main the kind of sites. Um, but he took me in there to open my eyes up at the at the bigger picture of uh, Taiao. So uh, that's cool because that's what you're doing too with your uh, work with the Tamariki, and, and, opening yeah. their eyes up. <laughs> and it only came to mind three years ago when I was at a conference. And, and that popped up, and I said, that's right, my dad showed me this when I was younger, mm. not knowing that I was going to be a part of it 20 years later. Mm. Now you go away, you do your travels, you do, you, do, you do your life skills, and then all of a sudden, you put those skills, <laughs> you bring your skills and what you've been taught. So right now, I'm going into schools, mm. you know, and I'm teaching that. I'm teaching about the trees, I'm teaching about the insects, basically the ecosystem. Mm. Um, we even get the kids out into the field. Uh, so I'm at Hillcrest Stadium, and we work with Brighton School. I call it. Um, I call it. Uh, what do you call it? Tane uh, Mahuta and climate change. It's uh, um, one of uh, your corridor there. Because the school has a wide range of ethnics and international. Ah, oh, diverse community. Yeah. Yeah, it's a diverse community. It's so good to see different faces come out. To our projects, that was kids. China, cool way, eh? building those Africa, relationships. And yeah, it's, it's to get them away from the phone or the pencil. <laughs> it's to get them out there and get their hands actually touching. That's it. cool. Yeah. And one of the big ones we've I've, I've built up now is a little workshop. A little uh, workshop we do is called observation, where we leave stuff hanging in trees and on the ground that's not actually nature. It could be a cup. It could be a piece of plastic. So the kids get to learn and observe 
um, to see what's not natural and what is natural. It's really important, that skill of observation, and you've talked about that with me quite a bit yeah, um, yeah. Through, the, through the years, actually, um, and the value of that, because if we don't notice, we don't spend time looking, um, observing nature, we don't know, we don't know it. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, the first important step is to try to understand. So, so I get an hour and a half with, these, with the students. They range from seven to nine, I think, that group. And um, they're like sponges, man. <laughs> and if you inspire them in five minutes, you've got them for the rest of the two hours you have them. Yeah, well, that's it, that passion and igniting that passion for our environment and yes, for the yes. protection of our nahiri. So the other thing that you're involved with, of course, is also just tree planting, not just in the Hillcrest Stadium, but um, out there in the wider Waikato um, community and uh, beyond. <laughs> yes, so I've just started a new job uh, with... Uh, uh, Titoki Land Cares, hey boys, hey. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> yeah, I might work today or something. Work. Um, yep. But they actually go into a lot of gullies and do a lot of weeding and planting, and it's right in my realm. Mm. I just totally love it. And it's rains, it's cold, but I mean, if you dress up properly, you'll last all day. If you don't, it's <laughs> not. Um, and I, it's, 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 I'm going from one area to another area, so I have I've spent two months trying to climatise back into work mm. in the outdoors. Yeah. Um, I'm not as young as I used to be. Oh, Katie Pye. Yeah, yeah we're doing it. He's still us. out there. And That's he's amazing. And he goes, hurry up, bro. And I'm looking at him and geez, you lucky boy. Hurry <laughs> up. You know? um, well, what's cool though, and, and you said to me, um, you were out in a farm near uh, Morrinsville and you were having a kōrero with the owner there, the farmer, and he knew about Acre? Yeah. Yeah. He's, and I was just thinking if he knew Martin. But, um, oh, he knew Martin, yeah. One of our he, members, Martin, is a farmer out um, Morrinsville Way. Yeah, yeah. He, he sort of stared at me for a long time and he goes, are you with Acre? And I went, yeah. I said, well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and he goes, you just don't look like an Acre person. Oh. Said, bro, bro. Okay, well, that's uh, not cool. But, but he, yeah. Oh, yeah, but he, he was actually, it was he was actually giving me gratitude. He was like, good on you, bro. Well, I mean, the thing is, that's interesting. It's a perspective of Acre that isn't necessarily someone who's out there and about, you know, and actually that's something we really want to change because actually when we look at our committee at the moment, we're made of, up of people who are very much active in their communities, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, Andrew up um, uh, Franklin Way doing his Te Arahikoi work and he's working out there pest trapping and teaching the community how to um, catch rats and uh, very much involved in that in that mahi yeah, um, yeah. and Kerry out in um, Natihawa Mahi Trust you know very much involved in the like similar to you that yeah. the tree planting the understanding the different uh, landscapes I think mm. you called them what's the word that you've learned <laughs> oh it's called polygon polygon yeah. so polygon the different um, areas that you might we, plant we, up the wetlands we, yeah, yeah. We, we, we trees are, well the proper trees are meant to be planted on we're the proper base. trees yeah. yeah I've just learned this I, I just uh, yeah it's just quite new to me um, but it's part of so my boss is uh, a botanical Botanicalist. Ah, oh, yeah, but botanical yeah. garden yeah, so he, or he oh, botanist, botanist, botanist. So he knows a lot about trees. So he knows and, a lot about trees. Yeah. So I, okay. I, when I first spoke with him, I thought, oh, shit, I need to get my A game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know all these trees? Uh, I need to know the. Process. Oh, it's hard, and it's just a slow process. One thing that I really appreciate about you, Shepard, and the learning of 
these names and understanding trees. I will never forget what a tōtara tree looks like. And do you know why? It's because you wrote that story and you sang that song about the tōtara tree. And I got it. I'm like, okay, now I understand and I need something, like a hook, like a bigger story, and then I get it. So yeah, I think, yeah. you know. Well, I, I wanted to do that, so it was just to put the word out there. It was mm. a voice to start a conversation. Yeah. That's all yeah. it was. Mm. I didn't know how it was going to go. Um, but the kids actually love it. So I go into schools and I leave that animation as a resource for the next years to come, the groups come through. Um, I think it's an important resource. It's, it's, it's just letting kids know that, you know, trees don't really like living by themselves. They like to live with the neighbourhood as well. But like I say, yeah, lots like of parallels. So, trees so, like to live in communities, so do people. So, <laughs> so the basis of the story was about a lonely tall set of trees. Mm. He talks about community intervention. He talks about how they brought back his community, mm. his neighbourhood. Mm. In, the, in the middle of, of Hamilton mm. so you know that's, that's a great thing and I just want to put it out there to the Hamilton City Council for uh, believing in, in, in voices like us and, absolutely yeah and moving forward with some of the amazing stuff they've done over the last few years yeah um, so you know I feel I feel uh, so acknowledged that uh, oh that's cool people are actually looking up now and looking and say hey look we need to do something about our connecting with our, our kids environment. absolutely um, one of the bigger things with our, our new theme now at our project is called Tani Mahuta and Climate Change. Mm -hmm. So um, we put that in this term and we're going to build on it. It's every ecosystem within um, uh, Tani himself and his siblings and his many wives that he had that represents different parts of our ecosystem. Absolutely, and that's a really important corridor. And actually, we had a bit of a, a review time um, last month on Acre, and actually that came up, and it has come up before for us to be more of a voice in the space of of climate change because it's such a significant um, issue going forward. It's really big now. It's huge, mm -hmm. and um, Elisa Pesi Javier, who's come on board with her knowledge of uh, climate change, um, she's a lecturer at WinTech, and she. Um, did her um, PhD studies looking at um, education, education in particular um, into Pacifica communities around climate change. So these, this is kind of like the diverse, um, you know, range of people that we have on Acre. Hey, that, that, yeah. that sounds cool. Anna hooked me up with them. <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, so she just joined Acre. I know. She just joined Acre. So we're just excited to, um, yeah, it's it's a process to get to know one another and, and how our voices kind of mingle in together. But the power of Acre, I think, is that diversity of voice and we're all coming from different places, different experiences, but feeding into submissions so, um, and advocacy. And we've made submissions recently. Um, we made a submission on the Three Waters um, bill and we made a submission uh, just last week, actually, on the um, regional public transport uh, plan. And, you know, that that's significant, the, the proposals that they're making in there around um, improving our public transport mm. um, locally so that we can reduce our carbon emissions and do more for climate. So our, our submission was largely like, um, um, kia ora, thank you, this is good work, um, heading in the right direction for the most part um, with a few 
um, bits brought in um, to sort of ask questions, want clarification, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, so it's a, it's a it's a good voice to have, I think, um, to be there. You know, to have a, a, a group that's coming together from around the region to to have a voice about the things that really matter. So kia ora, Shepard. Thank you for your um, part in that. Um, we'll just have a little break. You had a song you wanted to um, to us to play. What was that one? Uh, one love. And why is that? Because <laughs> I love tail. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Kapai. everybody welcome back to Hepuna Kōrero I'm with uh, Shepard Isaac in the studio and we are talking about ACA the advisory committee regional environment and our involvement in ACA and we were just having a little kōrero at the end there um, about climate change and how that's becoming an increasing focus for us in ACA and um, we're developing a a position on uh, peatlands um, because we consider this to be a significant issue in our region, particularly because drained peatlands um, have uh, quite a significant amount of carbon 
uh, emissions associated with them. So uh, we are basically, one part of our uh, position is that the Waikato Regional Council uh, should assess and take into account the carbon emissions associated with drained peatlands in all consent drainage ma- maintenance decisions. So that's uh, one part of our position statement. But uh, Shepard and I were just having a little cordial then about uh, peatlands and uh, what can grow there and what kind of trees can be planted into uh, wetter areas if we were re-wetting some of the uh, peatlands that we have in the region. Um, and you're a weaver, Shepard, so you're particularly interested in harakeke uh, yeah, <laughs> and so, where that might grow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really good because I've actually brought... Uh, so we're doing projects where we have to make... Um, I'm actually making a kite. It's going to be two metres high. So it has three triangles on it. Um, the top triangle is going to be the Mount uh, the Mona, the middle bit's going to be the Prenua, and the bottom bit's going to be the oceans and the rivers. Mm. And they're all uh, in lines with uh, climate change, uh, Tani Maota. So I've added all what I do for the community and my work, and I've added it into my weaving. Beautiful. So it's that story that. It's a whole story that I'm bringing with me. You could say all the SS weight that I'm dragging. It's, it's you know, the the, the arts <coughs> inspiring action, eh? And that's really like, I can see how this kite, um, because you're you're demonstrating what you're involved with in the community and what your your concerns are and your passions, and it's going to fly high, is it? Uh, I've got to make 30 <laughs> metres of mocha. I've made four metres, and that's taken two weeks. So wow, a lot of money. long process mm. to actually get to the rope. Mm. And I've sort of paced myself. I don't rush life anymore. I just go with it. That's good, eh? That's what um, um, raranga weaving has taught you, to slow down. To, to basically slow down. Mm. But but more uh, to try and put a story you know, into. Into, into my weaving. Yeah. And again, it may even start a conversation around uh, the importance of... Uh, of these um, peat systems that are happening. The peat, yeah. And now, I know Hampton was a peat system. Yeah, peatlands here. We were pretty Kaikatea, pretty wet. Yep. Swamps, mm-hmm. and then they drained it. Well, it's quite interesting too because Jared um, Kelly was sharing um, when I went to um, uh, the Te Papa Nui bush stand there and we were doing some of the uh, weeding there and he said that actually... Uh, um, a lot of these trees are are dying because the of the of the drained land. You know they're not getting yeah. the access to the water that they that they once had. These big kahikatea so trees. I was I was actually taking my project to the pits, but I didn't because I had to focus on on Tani Mauta, the tree itself. Mm. He, he, um, with Tani, he he has a, a realm of uh, he's part of that ecosystem. All of his um, his grandchildren, Tamariki, all part and play a role in, in, in uh, uh, whether it's a peat system or river system or, or flatland system or hill system. He plays a major role uh, in that. So I'm actually looking at the rings of a tree. Mm. If you look at the rings of a tree, from tip, you can actually count how many years old it is by looking at the rings from mm. the centre out. And each ring represents a space in there. And if it's wide, was actually a wet year, I think it is, and if it's 
dry and the rings are short, it was actually dry. It makes sense, eh? Hey, because they don't grow as much, possibly, in a in a drier season. Yeah, in a drier season. Yeah. And, and there's rings there, I've noticed that on one line of ring, it goes short and it goes wide. Mm. And I thought, well, that could have been summer and that could have been winter. Oh, yeah. No, so the patterns that are there teach us a lot. Mm. But my research is still stuck in there, so don't assume that I'm a scientist. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to yeah. build on, 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 on what I'm so curious about. Why is climate change doing what climate change is doing? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, what I do know that you are bringing in all of, of your kōrero and you also bring into Aika is um, matauranga Māori, which is what, you know, you talk about observation, it's such a significant part. Um, and everything that you are, are talking about um, now is that. So bringing that, that voice into Aika is really important. Yeah, and um, that thing is, is protocols around that. Mm. Different areas and different areas have different sayings and different wordings. Yeah. So just being really, really careful about that. Mm. Um, I'm more from the Western side trying to get all the research and then bring it into an indigenous mm. and see where it partners. Yeah. And when we talk about peaks, um, you know why? Why are we getting rid of a lot about peatlands? You know, once the peatland dries up, then the carbon's released. Yeah, that's a major issue. Land. Yeah. So there has to be some way um, that that is monitored, analysed, and that you know. Yeah, and we um, often have people coming into um, our meetings that help us to understand these issues a little bit better, mm. and to then be able to share that back into the community. So. At our last hui, we had Justin Wyatt from the Regional Council, and he was really uh, good just explaining um, the dynamics of peat soils and the complexities and uh, all the yeah, vast knowledge that he has around peatlands. And we also had um, Karen Denia from the um, National Whitney. Wetlands Trust, yeah. and uh, she was amazing she in was the amazing. advocacy they're doing around yeah. uh, trying to get... Uh, wetlands um, protected because sadly we're still draining wetlands and that's just got to stop because mm. these are treasured habitat and um, as you said we, you were saying before they actually help us in terms of like protecting our waterways because they are a place where um, nutrients can be mm. you know sucked up into and, these different trees and, and um, plants and our water can the, be protected um, that's the beauty of acre we can actually look at some of the plans and say, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, hey. And put a voice on behalf of the community because that's what we're there for. That's what we're there for. Yep, absolutely. So thank you again, Shepard. Always awesome to talk with you. Yeah, I did want you to bring your guitar in, but oh well, we'll have to do that another time. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, a bit shy. Maybe a, maybe a, a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I will never forget the, um, the Kumara song actually um, that will always stay in my mind whenever we have our, our wānanga on kumara um, your your uh, your little waiata that you sing uh, yeah. how does it go again? Um, oh. <laughs> no just me being cheeky trying to get him to sing again okay <laughs> na, na mihi ya koe shepherd um, thank you for listening to He Puna Kōrero join us next week for a new episode um, but make sure you follow or subscribe Hepuna Kōrero on your favourite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Kia pai, tōra e hōma.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.